It's time again for your Portland Morning Brew. Casual conversations with business, city, and community leaders and influencers. Get to know your neighbors. News, views, and events all centered around our community. Now, here's your host, Troy Holden. And welcome back to Portland's Morning Brew. This is our Chamber of Commerce a chamber of Comber, chamber of commerce podcast and we talk to uh, people locally here in town and and around the sumner county area and you get to know them better and today we welcome brad kirkham brad is the portland high school ffa advisor and i'm sure there's many other things he does but welcome brad oh how are you today well, I've had uh, I've had better days. I've had worse days. It's just been technically uh, challenging for some reason today. But uh, and then the allergies. This this crazy weather going back and forth. I get up and my head's about to burst, and by the afternoon it's all draining out. And and uh, it, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, this weather can make its mind up. If it wants to be warm or cold or somewhere in between, can it? It it cannot. It has no idea. My horses are confused. They're trying to shed, and then then it gets cold, and and uh, yeah, they can't figure it out. And grass is trying to come up, and they're wanting to graze, but they don't want me to to stop putting those round rolls out either. So that's right. Always something going on. Brad, tell us a little bit about what you do out at uh, out at the high school. I'm one of the two ag teachers there at the high school. Um, I teach the ag mechanics and plant science pathways. Uh, my co-teachers, Miss Katie Hickman, and uh, she teaches our uh, animal science pathway. Um, that pathway includes veterinary science, dog grooming, small animal care, um, all of that fun stuff that uh, really attracts a lot of people. Everybody likes to go, you know, yeah, play with fluffy yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, absolutely. And then my side, we do, of course, the shop side. Um, I do a lot of introductory ag mechanics. We do anything from electrical wiring to uh, pouring concrete and everything in between. Um, we'll also do some stuff with uh, agriculture engineering. So we'll design and build. Kids have to draw out designs and build different things that they draw out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a small engine repair class that we're in the middle of right now that once uh, spring breaks over and we get back from our state convention this next week, uh, we will be uh, tearing engines down and rebuilding those and learning the ins and outs of how that they operate. And I guess one of our biggest things that uh, the community is used to or uh, has become accustomed to over the last few years is our greenhouse program. I take care of teaching all of the plant science classes. We operate two greenhouses, uh, 130 by 60, 130 by 90. Uh, we raise a lot of annuals, a lot of uh, different uh, types of bedding plants and hanging bags. Um, we're going to open that sale up on April the 15th this year. Uh, and then in the course of the fall of the year, we have a mum sale that we sell uh, usually close to a thousand mums every year. Uh, so it's a pretty big operation for us as far as uh, keeping the money rolling in that uh, helps us to be able to operate and do some of the other stuff that kids enjoy and look forward to. Awesome. Awesome. So the state convention's coming up. What, uh, uh, what kind of activities go on down there and what, what do the uh, students get to do? Well, we'll be leaving uh, Saturday to head to Gatlinburg, Tennessee for our state convention. Uh, at that state convention, we'll have kids that will be receiving their state degree, which is the highest honor that can be bestowed upon a student uh, in high school and the ag program in the FFA world. 
Uh, so they'll be going across stage to receive that degree. That degree requires them to have some community service hours. It also requires them to have hours in their SAE, their supervised agriculture experience. So each kid that we have, they have something they do at home, whether or not that's a uh, garden or maybe taking care of their dog or cat. But they have something that they do that uh, ties back into agriculture somehow that we record those hours. And it helps the kids learn a little bit about record keeping. Um, oh, okay. Because we all know that uh, lovely uh, division of our government called the IRS. They like to yeah. keep Yes, they so, do. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of helps them get ready for that. Um, now, I would really, kids, really have an interest if you have a stall cleaning program and volunteers that would love to come out. Well, we do clean stalls. <laughs> we have our lambs there. We have about 30 lambs on campus in the fall of the year. Uh, so every freshman that we've had come through there, introductory ag science student, um, has taken the fall classes. They've been able to experience lambs and uh, I think one of the best days of the year for them is when we finally do that final barn cleaning after it's uh, packed for a, a couple of weeks, you know. Right. Uh, it's got a nice little smell to it when they open it up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got uh, 11 horses out here, and, and they don't stay up a lot, but they come in just about every day for a couple hours to eat and and uh, get supplements and all that stuff, and we turn them back out. But about every two or three months, we've got to get in there and scrape them out. And I told my wife, I, and I have designed and built three different horse barns in my life. And this last one I built was a 24 by 144. And we put uh, four stalls in one end and put wash bays and cross ties in the middle, then left the other end open. We could ride in there or we could store hay. But I told her, I said, the biggest mistake I've made every time is not building one with gates on the outsides of the stalls where I could just swing back a 12-foot gate and drive in there with a front-end loader. Biggest Makes mistake I've big made. big difference. Yeah, yeah. And I have messed that up every time. I either built too close to another barn or something. But we have really been looking at that as we get older because I said, I'm tired of shoveling. And uh, so uh, I think we're going to make that change. I would have, gosh, as a kid, if I could have known, I could have got into FFA and and designed buildings and, and things like that. That would have thrilled me to death. Do you have a lot of interest in that? We do have quite a bit of interest in our ag mechanics programs and different things and kids wanting to do and learn. Uh, of course, you know, like most high school kids anymore, it seems like, they don't necessarily seem very excited while they're there, but uh, they give you those little inklings of that they're enjoying it, and that they're having fun and that they're mm -hmm. learning. Uh, right. They're not going to come right up to you and go, oh, this is the best thing ever. Uh, right. That's just not a high school student, you know. Um, right. But they do, they do enjoy it. They do seem to uh, really uh, take, take heed to what we do, and uh, it's fun to, uh, to watch when they do that. Uh, mm -hmm. It helps the well, as the kids, you know. Right, um, right. And it's it's a it's a life that, you know, they may not go right into it. Uh, some of them may be in it now, and they may come out of it to go to college or do different things, and they may go to work for a while, but then, and then they may be like I was. As I got older, I said, man, I, I want another farm or a ranch, whatever people like to call it, because I don't raise any crops. It's all livestock. But I have always wanted to have my own. My parents had one. I lived on theirs, of course, grew up there. But um, uh, as I got older, that was what I wanted to return to. And and it could be, you know, you're planting a lot of seeds and, and you just never know as they get older. That's right. 
Um, so what are some of the other things that you uh, have to do out at the high school? Is this, is this it? Is you just tied into this part of it? Or I know a lot of uh, teachers and educators are, are, have, have their hands in a lot of different things. Right now, uh, the ag department pretty much consumes everything that we can get done. Mm-hmm. Uh, between all of our facilities and everything else, we also, uh, one facility we hadn't talked about is our uh, fish lab. We have the ability to raise a few thousand tilapia or catfish, depending on what we decide to put in that year. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in the middle of renovating some of it. As quick as we get back from spring break, we've got to put a liner in and try to get some, a few catfish in uh, this year. Uh, then we raise those out to a point to where uh, we'll sell the live fish. Uh, I don't want to get into all the ins and outs of uh, legalities of selling meat, but uh, we can sell live fish if somebody like to to raise those out for uh, eating purposes or if they want to stock your pond, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm, matter to me mm-hmm. what they want to do with them after that. Um, so that's, that's kind of the, the biggest portion of what we do. We stay pretty busy. Uh, in the past, I have done some work with uh, the leadership stuff as far as being class sponsors and stuff like that. It just kind of, mm-hmm. it goes in waves as far right. as uh, what you have to do and what you've got to do. So, understand understand yeah the uh uh we've got a pond it's got a few catfish in it and we got our first um gosh what do you call the white ones mm-hmm. uh, i can't remember but anyway uh we got yeah. our first couple of those and boy they light up in the water they are something to see and that's all we do is just go up there and pitch feed out and watch them grow it's a watch lot of fun grow. yep well yep. it's fun there in the tanks at the school when they're feeding them uh especially mm-hmm. the cats uh they come up and they go to grab that feed and stuff like that. And the tilapia too, the tilapia, this is like a big ball when they come up, um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. they shake that water up. It's just fun to watch the, the feeding process. And then of course, when we start looking at that, we're looking at feed conversion. What's our max weight that we can raise these out to, to where we're mm-hmm. uh, still making money right. uh, before we start right. losing money. That was put in back probably 20 years ago, I guess now. Uh, when the tobacco buyout was coming through, that was going to be the next big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, was raising fish, and I don't think it necessarily caught on like everybody thought it was going to. But it's still, nonetheless, something kind of right. neat to mess with and for the kids to learn. Right, uh, right. Uh, yeah, and we we do have a few catfish farms around here. I I, I know of at least two or three either here and up around Bowling Green. So I guess a, a few people were able to do it. But like you said, I don't think it caught fire, and you saw one on every corner. Right. I don't think it did what they thought it was going to do. No, it's it not going to take the place of tobacco. That's for sure. If that yeah. was the goal. Um, so do, do you see, uh, and I didn't ask how long had you been out there, but have you seen some kids graduate and go into the ag uh, industries in different ways or, or what are some of the rewards you've seen? Well, like that? Uh, I guess this would be my you know, 10th or 11th year there at Portland. I was at station camp for a couple of years. Um, I've got students now that uh, have worked for Farm Bureau, uh, Farm Credit, uh, Niagara Business side. I've got one that uh, is graduating here just in a, a few uh, weeks. It's actually, he was Monday, or is my nephew. Uh, he's going to be graduating with his engineering degree in agriculture. And he has worked for John Deere, Case New Holland, uh, Agco and their grain handling division as far as designing and doing different things there. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a few kids that uh, 
have got their teaching degree. They're ag teachers as well. Um, got mm-hmm. a few that are doing landscape work. Um, got a few that just went back and they're farming full time. So, uh, you know, it's kind mm-hmm. of a, you got a hodgepodge of different uh, kids there that are all in different areas. Uh, and it's, it's neat to watch. And I've, I've got some yeah. working for co-op. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, uh, and some kids that you would have never dreamed with a state in the field that they've got involved with it and they enjoy it and they love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I tell the kids, I didn't start out to be an ag teacher. I started out to be in the business mm-hmm. and uh, I still like the business side of stuff, but uh, come right down to it. I didn't want to do a lot of the traveling that mm-hmm. uh, you'd have to do in the business field as far as going back and forth here and there. Um, Cause we do have a little farm here uh, in Portland, been a family farm for close to a hundred years now, I guess this one has or getting there anyhow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I decided to go with the ag teaching field just because it kept me home a little bit more. And uh, it's been a very lucrative uh, career so far and allowed me a lot of different opportunities. Uh, I've been able to go, of course, we go to national convention every year. Uh, and one of the, you know, you get to see some neat stuff when you do that. We always do some trips and we've been to some farms and we've been to some different things, but we got to go to uh, uh, Indianapolis Speedway. Uh, this last year that's neat. and uh, got to see that got to go out in the track different things like that so there's some experiences that you get from this side that uh, not everybody gets to experience as a part of their job i guess you could say right right it is wonderful to do something you enjoy and especially i mean hearing you reflect on the on the students and the, and the accomplish, accomplishments that they have made that's uh that's heartwarming to me i love to hear anybody that can I can hear in their voice how much they enjoy what they do, and that's not every day. I know I have, I have a, a, another podcast where I talk to people in other businesses. It's construction related and all, and I can tell they're in it and they like it. But you know, it's just not the passion's not there for them. It, it's it's a living and it's a good living, but that's you know you can kind of hear that in in the way they talk about it. But I can hear in your voice you really enjoy what you do. That's a that's a big plus. I do. And for the most part, I mean, everybody has their days where you get kind of down or out on it, you know, but uh, for the most part, I always enjoy what I do. And, um, you know, if you find something that you enjoy, you'll never really work. That's Uh, true. You'll always, you'll always enjoy it and be able to go and, and have fun while you're there. And that's uh, that's the thing too, with the group of kids that we've got, especially since I've always, or since I've been teaching, I've always had good kids, but I've got a really good group right now. And, they uh they make your job fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes they they uh, can be a little challenging, uh, but they're high school kids, and you have to remind yourself that right. that uh, they're still trying to figure this life out just like the rest of us, and uh, just have to roll with the punches. But for the most part, every day is uh, is always a fun day. And there's never a day that I have that's the same as the day before, mm-hmm. and uh, that that makes a big difference too. And and the job as far as what you like and what you can handle. That's right. It gives you something to look forward to. Every day is a new day and, and a new challenge. That's what I love about what I do. It's I don't know if I'm going to come in and be talking to nice folks like yourself or if I'm going to be auditioning for commercials or I'm going to be doing corporate narrations. I don't ever know from day to day, but it's always fun. And and uh, the end of the day, just exhale and get ready for the next one and, and look forward to it. And that's that's really good. That's all you can do. 
That's it. That's it. Now you mentioned you had a farm. Do you do you raise much at your farm? Uh, what do you do there? Well, uh, we used to raise some strawberries and different things like that, sweet corn stuff like that. I kind of got out of that when I was when I started teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, just to focus more on the teaching. Uh, we still raise some beef cattle and uh, a few acres of hay and stuff. Mm-hmm. We're slowly getting back into some other things. Uh, I've got two boys. I got a almost four year old and just turned one year old. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm trying to get back into a few different things to just to give them some opportunity and allow them some uh, things to where they can uh, really just learn some work ethic and right. learn how right. what it takes to uh, to make a living. So uh, we're getting back into doing a few uh, random things. But uh, one of our newest ventures that we started last year, we uh, raised a few moms. Uh, we didn't raise a whole lot of them last year, a couple of hundred. But we uh, will do between four and five hundred of them this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of just uh, gives my oldest. Of course, he doesn't really fully understand yet, but it gives him something to go out and do and he enjoys going out and checking on the moms and, mm-hmm. and watering mm-hmm. and taking care of them. So um, just trying to build that, uh, that work ethic and, uh, and him and instill that in him, but it, it does take something to uh, try to have something in this life. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is a, a, a wonderful thing to hear because my gosh, the way things have changed the last 20, 25 years. And, and it's good to hear uh, some good old fashioned, Growing up on the farm and having to work and get after it a little bit. Now, I'm uh, my youngest is 19. He works at Lowe's full time. He graduated from White House, went to Portland for up through eighth grade, but then had to move. But uh, uh, I'm just proud of him that he, you know, he gets up and works hard every day and trying to do his online schooling. He's uh, uh, I'm just proud of that. You know, I, I can't take all the credit for it, but. Growing up here and having to go out and help and having to mow and weed eat and, you know, get on the tractor and help bush hog and, you know, help uh, put the round bales out, learn how to run everything. The, the kid, when he was, I don't know, he was four or five years old, he could run a zero turn more circles around me. He just, he had a knack for it. And uh, I'll never forget neighbors that go by and see him up on the hill mowing and, and they'd look because it didn't look like anybody was mowing. He was so small. <laughs> but uh <laughs> It always tickled me, and even up to this day, you know, he'll come ask me almost every week, Dad, you need me to do the weed eating? And uh, sure, I'd love for you to. So uh, it's, it's great for him to grow up that way. I commend you for that. Brad, I won't keep you any longer. I sure appreciate your time today and giving us some insight into the program. Tell uh, tell everybody out there how they can help the program with the things that you guys maybe have coming up, how they can financially support you guys and look out for the sales and maybe where that information comes up. Oh, you can always look on our Facebook page, uh, Portland FFA-Tennessee. I also got an Instagram account, a Twitter account, uh, same handles for the most part, best I remember. But um, check those out and watch for that. You'll see a lot of our different things there that we do uh, as far as their different sales. Uh, you see stuff the kids do. Our next sale that we have coming up is going to be our greenhouse sale. April the 15th will open at 8 o'clock that morning. Uh, weather providing, as long as it's not coming, uh, you know, 75 mile hour wind gusts like we had just a few weeks ago, <laughs> uh, we'll try to be there and have it open. But All right. uh, we'll have that one coming up. And then uh, the last Saturday in September is going to be our annual heyday. Uh, that's our big vendor fair, um, children's games, 
different things going on there uh, that the kids and the community can come out to. That's really grown over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to the help of our alumni members that are coming back in and, and helping make sure that this stuff takes place. Uh, we do a lot of different things, but uh, I, I can't uh, take credit for a lot of it because I have a lot of people behind me that mm-hmm. have the loose ends and make sure everything happens. Uh, right. I just kind of get to be the one that uh, has to manage it and get fussed at if something doesn't go right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just part of it. And But they are the ones that make sure that everything happens and that we have these vendor fairs and help the kids uh, as far as with some travel stuff for a plow program. We work with Clyde Riggs uh, doing some literacy work with them, uh, reading different things in ag literacy. Um, so, I mean, you've got a lot of, a lot of people in the background and that are helping us and making sure that we are, are staying afloat. But I guess our biggest next thing is going to be that greenhouse sale. We're going to invite everybody out that day. Come out and see us. We've got over 1,100 hanging baskets, uh, a couple of hundred flats of bedding plants, and uh, we've got vegetable uh, plants. We've got peppers, tomatoes, uh, various things like that. So come out and see us. Support us in that manner, if you will. And, uh, you know, we, we just greatly appreciate it. And the kids, they've worked hard. Uh, and it always is a good thing to, for them, and it helps kind of push them along to see that community support when people come out and are willing to buy their product and compliment them on how well that it looks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's our biggest thing right now. Uh, and we just uh, like to thank everybody in the community for the support that they have given us throughout this past year and throughout the, all the former years and uh, look forward to working with the community and doing what we can in the years to come. Awesome. Awesome. All right, everybody, you you got that. There's Facebook pages, and I'm sure uh, during the weeks of the uh, the sign out in front of the high school will probably reflect some things inviting you. So pay attention to that kind of stuff and be sure and support these kids and the local FFA and support these programs. Brad, thanks so much for the time that you put into it and the effort and the dedication. I know the families appreciate it, and I know the community uh, greatly appreciates it. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks for your time, and we'll talk again soon. This was the Portland Morning Brew with Troy Holden. If you'd like to be a guest, reach out to the Portland Chamber of Commerce. We'd love to have you on the podcast. Be sure and visit the Chamber's Facebook page for more information. Thanks for listening, and join us again soon.